At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, it's Danielle Alvari of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the LA teams, plus USC and my personal favorite and alma mater, UCLA. So if you're from Los Angeles or a fan of any of the LA sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Los Angeles CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I definitely did. I avoided all of the Thanksgiving foods that I don't care for any other time of the year, so why would I care about them now? I'm just kidding. I know you guys uh, gave me a hard time about saying I didn't like Thanksgiving last week, but it wasn't so much about the family festivities. I love seeing family, of course. I didn't get to because, as you guys may or may not know, I was gone last weekend in Cabo for my brother's wedding, so we were all together just recently. That was that was more than enough for us. So no hate on the family game. Love that. But the food, you can't convince me there's a single food in there. I mean, mashed potatoes, but that's not even a Thanksgiving specific food. So I avoided it all like the plague, um, made myself a very delicious dinner and moved on with my life. I hope you guys had a good betting day as well. Um, the only thing I really took was Bears Lions Under, which was... You know, I was upset I even had to keep track of this game, keep tabs on it, watch this game, because it was about what you expect, you know, Bears, Lions, 16-14, what a game. 
but you know, the Lions actually covered and the under did hit. So I hope all your bets were very fruitful as well. I'm thankful for you guys, by the way. I'm thankful for listening to the show. Uh, and if you have a second, as always, it'd be really great if you could go on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating um, or even a review. That would be so great. Uh, in today's show, first we're going to talk Rams at Packers, of course, going on this weekend, then Chargers at Broncos, and more football, Cal at UCLA, their final game of the season, senior night. Uh, then more college football in the next segment. We'll have number 13 BYU at USC to talk about. Stormy Buonatoni will join the show. She's the host of My Guys in the Desert on VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. And she's also an ESPN sideline reporter. She'll be doing sideline for this game, so we'll get her thoughts. And finally, we'll take a quick look at UCLA basketball, still number two, even after that Gonzaga loss, at UNLV on Saturday afternoon. So wrapping up their Vegas trip. They're probably feeling the way most of us feel at the end of a Vegas trip, ready to go home. But hopefully they don't overlook this one. Shouldn't be too crazy. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We love Bet Rivers here on this show. Uh, NCAA football, let's start there. Cal at UCLA. UCLA now a six and a half point favorite. That was seven on Wednesday. A little bit of movement here. I'm going to tell you why in just a second here. Total sitting at 57 and a half, still there. Number 13, BYU at USC. USC only getting seven points here. If I'm BYU, I'm probably pissed about that. Uh, but we'll talk about that game with Stormy and see what she thinks of that. Total sitting at 63 and a half. As to the NFL, the Rams at the Packers. And the Rams are one and a half point favorites here. This was a pick at one point during the week. And now seeing the Rams favored slightly. We'll get into why shortly. Total sitting at 47 and a half. That's gone down just a half point. 48 on Wednesday, now 47 and a half. That game goes on 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday. Then, of course, we have the Chargers. Justin Herbert in action at the Broncos. Mile high, thin air. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites, though, on the road. That's down a little bit from three on Wednesday. And then total 48 now. It was 47 and a half on Wednesday, so a little bit of movement. That game also a 1.05 p.m. Pacific time start, so another 1 p.m. game on Sunday. I'm going to be double screening it there for sure. As for the NBA, Friday action, Pistons at Clippers. I'm not going to talk about this game a whole lot, but I am going to say that the Pistons should get a little bit more respect than this. They hung in there with the Warriors. They hung in with the Lakers. Yes, the no LeBron Lakers, but nevertheless, 11 and a half is a lot. And I have no reason to lay double digits with the Clippers as is right now. So I like Pistons plus 11 and a half. Know that. Total sitting at 206 and a half. Interested to see how this is going to move leading up to game time. You can find all these odds and more at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Let's talk about the Rams first. Rams at Packers, perhaps an NFC playoffs preview. And I love a snow game. I hope it snows. Uh, that's not what I've read in the weather report, but you know how I can get at Lambeau. Now, initially, I leaned Packers at home. I've vacillated a little bit since, back and forth, and here's why. Uh, well, first of all, the reason I like the Packers, uh, they're perfect 4-0 ATS at home this season, and there's a reason for that. We, don't, we talk about how home field advantage is not guaranteed anymore as it pertains, let's say, to football, and especially as it pertains to the NFL. There are teams that just don't have it. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers are perfect examples, not really getting a whole lot of value playing at SoFi, but the Packers do 
have some home field advantage here. And part of it is the weather. And part of it's just they play really well at Lambeau. They're beating the spread by over a touchdown per game right now. Uh, so I initially like the Packers here. And also on the other side of things, the Rams are on a run of their own. And it's not a good one. They're currently 0-4 ATS in their last four. So that bye week for them came at the exact right time. Now then, the reason I've kind of gone back and forth on this game is the developments we've kind of seen with the Packers. Now, we started to see these creep in even in their game last week versus the Vikings. Let's start with the toe. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, hot, bury the lead here, but Aaron's toe. He's got COVID toe, allegedly, Aaron Rodgers, and he's supposed to be playing nonetheless. Uh, but we don't really know how much that's going to affect him. I believe he said that it's pretty terrible. I was actually listening to a numbers game, which is a show on VSIN. I was listening to that on VSIN's Best Bets. That's another show you can listen to if you are a big podcast junkie or love sports betting. VSIN has some great action on there. I was listening to a numbers game, which is hosted by Gil Alexander. He was talking to Jeff Parles. They were talking about this toe situation and how it can turn it purple. Uh, and I believe they said that he said it was worse than turf toe so then we're assuming he's had turf toe and knows the difference and i believe aaron you know if if he says that uh, despite you know some other things that have gone on in his um <clears throat> credibility nevertheless uh, if he says this hurts i believe him and i don't think that it's going to affect how he plays but i'm not a doctor so just know his toes kind of messed up right now possibly purple more on that later. Uh, defense also dealing with a lot of injuries for Green Bay, which is tough because not that they've relied on them, but a little bit. They've kind of had this great defense to fall back on, which ranks pretty much top 10 in just about every category. Now dealing with a lot of injuries, linebacker Whitney Merciless is out for the season. Linebacker Rashawn Gary missed last week. Defensive end Tyler Lancaster left the Vikings game with the thumb injury. They also lost uh, left tackle Elkin Jenkins with a torn ACL on Sunday. And then left tackle David Bakhtiari has still not returned to the lineup. Center Josh Myers on IR after knee injury or knee surgery, rather. Which means the Packers could be down three starters on their offensive line. And who's the uh, who's the other team they have to face? Oh, the Rams. Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, that Rams D ranks fourth in the NFL with 29 sacks. Oh, that D. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if they're dealing with all of these injuries and having to overcome that. And we saw it against the Vikings. That was a bad game for them. They allowed 34 points. And prior to that, they held the Cardinals, which a lot of people are lauding as the top team in the NFL right now, and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Seahawks to only 34 combined points. So quite a steep drop-off for them. And against the Vikings, who are not... I don't want to make any Viking slander here, to be honest. But that said, uh, the Rams have defeated just two NFL teams with winning records. So as you guys can see, I'm going back and forth on this a lot. Uh, the Colts and the Bucks, their three losses have all come at the hands with teams that have records of better than 500. That's obviously what they're going to be facing here. So what to do? What to do? I like to say with sports betting to go with your gut. And I'm going to say that the Packers are still the team that I like here in this matchup. The key to this game here, of course, is that home field advantage, playing at Lambeau. Yes, Matt Stafford 
is not Jared Goff. Jared Goff, California boy. Oh, he can't handle the cold of Wisconsin. Uh, but Matt Stafford has experience playing in this type of weather, these type of games. Perhaps he won't be as affected. The warmest it's going to be on Saturday is 36. It's dipping down to 26 at the lowest end of the night. But the wind chill, if you ever lived anywhere really cold, like I have in Wyoming. Oh, man, you guys. It was cold. It was cold. Uh, the wind chill is expected to make the weather feel more like 21 or 22 degrees in this game. So no problem necessarily for Aaron Rodgers, unless that makes his toe even more purple. Yeah, I'm just going to keep bringing it up. I want to keep putting that image in your head just to, to really drive it home. But maybe, maybe trouble for the Rams. Maybe trouble for the Rams. So yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say I do still like the Packers here. But even better than that, I like under 47 and a half for this game. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Haven't played either of those yet. If I had to, I would take the under 47 and a half right now. Let's move on to the Chargers. Chargers at the Broncos. They were three-point favorites, and by they, I mean the Chargers, of course. Now two and a half, total sitting at 48. This Chargers team, man, started off so great. Little wonderkins, weren't they? New coach, new look. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert back in a, in the mix of everything. He's been stellar. But this Chargers defense just letting them down left and right. They barely beat the Steelers 41 to 37. I covered some spreads, not others, depending on when you got that last week. On the other side, the Broncos beat the Cowboys. Lest we forget. Yeah, that happened. But who else did they beat? The Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets and the Washington football team. Nothing to write home about, necessarily. You know? As for the Chargers, they beat the Raiders, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Browns. Now, <laughs> little asterisk, because we know how that Steelers game looked. We know how that Eagles game looked. But those are all teams that Denver lost to, so they were able to get that done there. I do still think that this is an unfair line against the Chargers, but I understand why. And here, here's... <laughs> Here's the rub, as we all know. I say it every week. It's nothing new. Chargers run defense. They're dead last. 32nd in the NFL, allowing 145 rushing yards per game. I think I mentioned this on Wednesday. They only allowed 55 yards versus the Steelers, which is a pretty run-heavy team. You know, Najee Harris, all of that. But they held them to 55, so progress but you better bet your bottom dollar that the Broncos are going to do everything they can to run this ball right through the Chargers as, the, as they're going to be. I have no reason to believe they're not going to be able to do that. That said, perhaps this is the one saving grace for the Chargers defense. The Broncos are terrible on third down, 28th in the NFL, I believe. So maybe they catch a break there. But we know what this game plan is going to look like. It's what the Eagles did. It's what the Steelers tried to do. Not successfully, mind you. But then, what happened? They just found another way to go around. So if it's not one thing, it's the other thing not working in this defense. It's just got to figure something out here. As for the Broncos, too, is Bradley Chubb coming back? Fangio was talking about this. He said that Chubb did fine in practice on Wednesday, and then he hoped to see him make more strides on Thursday. Uh, it'll be his first appearance since week two if he does show up, but Fangio did say that it would not be for full sets of snaps. It would be, you know, obviously he's not in the right condition to be playing a ton of snaps. So if he does play, would be limited numbers, but that's only going to make 
a really tough Broncos defense that much tougher. Something to keep in your back pocket there. The Chargers offense is going to have their work cut out for them because, frankly, they haven't thrived. In fact, quite the opposite. They've struggled this season against tough defenses. I'm talking about the Ravens, the Patriots, etc. Those are really the two I'm talking about, but you get it. They've had trouble here, and that's where Justin Herbert gets a little bit shook up there. Starts to kind of hit all his check down passes, and we don't see as much of the high flying, which we love him for. Great. But it'd be nice to see him kind of not be afraid of that when he's in the pocket to just like kind of air it out, especially when you have Mike Williams or Keenan Allen deep one-on-one. I mean, I would take that. I would take that every time. Herbert's been phenomenal, though. He's thrown for almost 3,000 yards in 10 games, fifth in the NFL. He's tied for fourth with 22 touchdown passes, league's second highest QBR, and he's led the Chargers to five comeback victories this season. So there's a lot of games in there that they would not have won without him. And so if you think this is going to be a close game, I could see why you'd want to be on the Broncos' side of things. I actually really liked what Adam Burke said on VSIN. He's a VSIN sports betting analyst. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. He suggested maybe throwing... The Broncos in a six-point teaser. The teams he was thinking about was maybe combining them with the Jags or the Dolphins or the Steelers even. So that is an appetizing option I could see for someone if you kind of want to be on the Broncos' side of things, but you want a little bit more action than two and a half or three here. Two and a half now. I already bet Chargers minus three <laughs> earlier in the week. So that's where I'm on. I do think the Chargers are the better team here. But man, that defense has got to figure it out. It's I'm a broken record here, but that I mean that defense is broken as well. So hopefully, uh, they can continue to do what they did versus Steelers, and also not let anything you know not get beat by you know the pass either. It's tough. Let's move on. UCLA football. Cal at UCLA. UCLA a six and a half point favorite now. Total sitting at fifty seven and a half. This was seven on Wednesday, so a little bit of movement. I didn't love it on Wednesday, and I love it even less today. Let's talk about why. We're going to keep, we're going to spin it positive. If you look at the side-by-side -side comparison of these two teams, Cal's offense doesn't really appear to have anything going for it, except for this win versus Stanford last week that we saw. Change of pace for them. They won 41-11. to Of course, Stanford is god-awful this year. Just god-awful. And Cal is 6-4 and four ATS so far this season. They obviously dealt with their share of injuries or really rather COVID issues was their bigger issue. But they won each of their three games this season when playing as at least a seven-point underdog. They've been kind of the underdog team this season. Uh, in that win over Stanford, by the way, Chase Garbers threw for 2200 over 2,200 yards, 16 touchdowns, and six interceptions on 64% passing, while Damian Moore and Christopher Brooks combined for over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns together. When I saw this go down a little bit, I thought, oh, maybe a, maybe a play on UCLA here. However, Cal's 12-1 ATS in their last 13 games as a road underdog and 4-0 ATS in their last four games against a team with a winning record. Now, those are all just trends. They're not predictive of what's going to happen, but those are pretty pretty interesting numbers, if you will on how this team performs on the road. 
And let's talk about what are they playing for. That's kind of the thing at this point of the season, right? What are what are we even playing for at this point? There's not really much for UCLA to play for here. There's no Pac-12 title game in their future. They're bowl eligible already. So it's really just to say you didn't lose to Cal, right? Your older brother. But Cal has to win against UCLA and then also against USC next week. It's very doable against SC next week. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could beat UCLA. And again, when we talk about betting, I don't think that you should make a bet based on, oh, well, it's a must-win game and they have something to play for. These are just factors I would consider and maybe there's some kind of effect on how this game plays out. Uh, but it's not a stat or anything interesting that in that regard. So... More of a something to consider, if you will, is UCLA not really playing for anything. Cal kind of playing for something here if they care about that still. And they're college kids. They care. They want to become bowl eligible. Uh, also, Cal, this is going to be crucial for them. This is going to be key. They're number one in the country in offensive line yards, which means their offensive line is opening up holes for the running game, uh, which fortunately for UCLA, that's the one part of their defense that has been working really well. Uh, but if the Bears can find a way to get that going, I don't know. UCLA might be in trouble. The UCLA defense is outside the top 90 in defensive success rate. They don't really make a ton of plays in the backfield. 64 tackles for loss this season. So there's possibility there. There are, there are opportunities there. DTR, of course, we know him to be UCLA's quarterback. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he's explosive. Uh, kind of unpredictable. He'll get it done with his legs when he needs to. But Cal also does a great job of limiting explosive plays like that. They're actually in the top half of the nation in that metric, and they only allow about five yards per play. So it leads me to say, if you missed Cal plus seven, then shucks, honestly. Uh, but maybe there's an in-game opportunity for you here. UCLA goes up. You get a good number on Cal. If you could get 10 on Cal, wow, I would totally take that. Uh, so... Maybe do an in-game or, hey, go wild. Take the plus six and a half if you think Cal's really going to try to win this to become bowl eligible or whatever your reason is. But personally, the number I like best here and what I will play but have not locked in yet is under 57 and a half. I think we're going to see an under game here. Last game of the season. Man, that one always sneaks up on you. Coming up, Stormy Bonatoni joins the pod to discuss number 13 BYU at USC. We'll get into it on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The VSIN midseason football special is here. Put the VSIN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Let's welcome back into the show Stormy Bonatoni, host of My Guys in the Desert on VSIN and ESPN sideline reporter this weekend. She's on BYU at USC. Stormy, how you doing? Good. You can't get rid of me as I keep covering these LA teams this year, huh? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm just grateful that you always make time for me because you are everywhere doing everything. So we appreciate you. You're very sweet. I got you. And just since you mentioned my guys, you like my Brent. Oh yeah. A little Brent mug, Brent Musburger. <laughs> He's the godfather for us really Cash here at VEASAN. is what it's all about. That's right. That's right. Cash and tickets. And unfortunately we have to talk about this game, but we're going to try to find you a bet here. Uh, number 13 BYU. So ranked team. Taking on USC at USC. First of all, are there going to be more BYU fans at this game, you think, than USC? Because I'm, I'm worried about that for USC football fans. Yeah, I'm sure you saw the reaction on my face as you were asking the question. It's <laughs> definitely a possibility. Uh, the BYU Cougar fans travel in a big way, and they're going to be wearing very bright blue, so it will stand out at the Coliseum for sure. Um, I don't know if it'll be more, but it'll be a pretty good contingent for sure. Did you get a look at the uniforms that BYU is going to be wearing? I think I just saw those on Twitter recently, and they're, I think they're called Oreo, Royal Oreo. Yeah, I did, <laughs> and I think I might actually like the name better than the uniforms themselves. Like, that's creative. I don't even get it. Is it just because, is it supposed to look like a sandwich? <laughs> I think it's just like, you know, the in the middle. The, I don't know. Cut me off. I Double stuffed. Not, Double stuffed Oreo. I'm not sure. Police uh, and storm would catch me all the time, so I can't judge anybody's style of choices. <laughs> all right. Well, when we take a look at these two teams, BYU uh, five and six ATS, USC three and seven, but the Trojans have been an underdog of seven or more points only twice this season, if you can believe it. Uh, but they failed to cover both those times, and they are getting seven points here. The total sitting at sixty-three and a half. USC is just, it's, they've been the underdog, it seems like, all season, but really just three games as, as it pertains to betting. They've failed to win any of those contests. They have two games left, actually, which is, again, why are we doing this to USC at this point? I just feel bad for them. Uh, they do have to make up their Cal game next week, so something else to look ahead to. Uh, but this week, they will stick with freshman Jackson Dart. At quarterback against BYU, got a real brutal spanking versus UCLA last week, unfortunately. And on the other side, the Cougars, 9-2. and two, They've won four straight games, with the most recent being that 34-17 win over Georgia Southern. What is your take on this game, Stormy? Well, interestingly enough, Georgia Southern just hired Clay Helton, right? So that's Oh, jeez. That's right. <laughs> um, the thing about USC um, and, like, the reason I think that they haven't been underdogs as much as they felt that way is because of the perception of USC and all of the talent that they do have and what they should be, and they just haven't lived up to expectations um, as, you know, Exhibit A, the fact that they fired their head coach so early in the season. The thing that I worry about with them in this game, especially with the spread being as narrow as it is, I guess I would say, I would have thought that BYU probably would have been favored by more coming into this game, to be honest. Um, but I do just worry that they're on quit watch. Um, they do have something to play for. Like you said, they have two games left, which means they have the potential to get bowl eligible if they win both of those games but I don't know especially based on what I saw against UCLA last week and the way their defense just got throttled for 62 points allowed 260 yards on the ground 350 through the I mean just such an ugly loss and that defense 
hasn't just been brutal in the one game, right? They've let up more than 30 points in the last five games. It's been, it's a trend at this point, right? It's not the outlier. And so I worry about them being beat down and just kind of giving up on the end of the year. Meanwhile, you're facing a BYU team that because they're not in the conference, wants to play in one of those bigger bowl games if they can, wants to have another 10-win season, wants to show that they're so much more than just what the Zach Wilson show was a year ago. And so I think those are things that they really take pride in and they want to go out on a high note. They want to beat USC on the road. They're If they win this game, they're 5-0 and against the Pac-12. Like, no team in the Pac-12 can go undefeated against their own league. So um, it's, I think that would be a nice feather in the cap of BYU to say they went undefeated against a Power 5 conference. Absolutely. I think that would make them 6-1 and one over Power 5 programs, which is great for them on a recruiting side of things. And like you said, I think that they want this win bad. And do you think, I mean... Like you mentioned, seven points. I would expect BYU, especially as a number 13 team, they've been ranked in the top 10 a lot throughout this season, that it should be more than seven points. Yeah, I did think that. And so obviously <laughs> I can't give a, a pick on the game or anything like that, but just the eye test, having covered these teams as much as I have throughout the course of the last two seasons and just watching how good BYU has the potential to be in a USC team that seems to be bottoming out a little bit, I was definitely surprised, even with it being a road game, that that number was as low as it was. I'm a big fan of Tyler Algier for BYU, they're running back. More than 1,300 yards this year, 18 touchdowns. The kid is a freak. And just two years ago, he was a linebacker. Like, it's just... I love when they make those switches. Yeah, it's just one of those switches that, like, he he came to BYU as a running back, and it just wasn't working out. They had health issues on the defensive side of the ball, so he stepped up and filled in that role. And then once they let him back in the running back room, he took hold of it and never left, and he's the freaking guy for them now. Um, and I think if, if, if USC continues to struggle as much as they have against the run, against a guy like that, it's going to be a long day. Absolutely. And I know you mentioned UC USC's defense just having a real hard time last week versus UCLA. Obviously very depleted on that side of things for the Trojans. But the one thing that we have seen their offense be able to do, even without Drake London since he's gone out, they've kind of figured out how to move the football. They'll probably be able to do that. So we are seeing a really high total here, 63 and a half. Uh, maybe I mean, high for like NFL standards, but still pretty high for a college football game. And I'm wondering if it's based off of obviously last week's score. I believe it was 63 to 30 or 62, 33, mm -hmm. something like that for UCLA, USC. Lost track after a while. Right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, I was like checking the score at the wedding. I was like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know. Unplugged ceremony, unplugged ceremony. Um, but yeah, so I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it as they just had that score run up here. But I do think this total is a little too high. I'm wondering what you're thinking because uh, it's impressive that USC's offense has even been able to do what it has done, again, without Drake London. Brew McCoy, by the way, without him. I mean, missing at least four wide receivers this season. Uh, Keaton Slovis obviously out. They're starting a freshman quarterback. So what do you make of this total? Do you think it's a little too high? Would you look at an under possibly? Yeah, I... Oh. I don't know. I, I'm, I haven't been to a <laughs> Could be a blowout. My opinion on it, to be honest with you. Um, I do think some points will be scored, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, just because, like, even without Drake London, Gary Bryant did a really good job last week, I feel yeah. like. Um, I'm, I've been a little bit disappointed that Taj Washington hasn't kind of 
broken out the way that I expected to. Um, but no, I, I really like Gary Bryant. I like Jackson Dart too, to be honest with you. I still am a little bit confused as to how that whole quarterback situation played out before Slovis's injury with them kind of alternating drives the way that they were for a little while. And especially for a guy like Slovis, who has the the pedigree, I guess, that he's had in the Pac-12 over the last couple of years. Uh, but clearly you see that Jackson Dart, I mean, threw for 300-plus yards last game, did mm-hmm. have the couple interceptions. But you mentioned moving the football well. And something that Dante Williams actually told me in the ASU game when I was covering USDASU um, was that in the second half they wanted to do more stuff with Jackson because – they were running the football better when he was in the game, which I thought was interesting. Kind of a little bit of an interesting take there. Um, and he is a true freshman, you know, he's still figuring it out. And because of that, I think they're going to, he's kind of a gunslinger. He's kind of a wild child. So he's naturally going to take a like little. Like the Fox? Like the, Was that the game the Fox was at? Oh my gosh, that is the line. How do you remember that? <laughs> wild child. That We're going to put it on a t-shirt at VEASAN. Stormy's wild childs. Yay. Oh my gosh. The fox is a wild child. So is Jackson Dart. Um, I hope you get another fox at this game because you're going to need something, I think, to make it interesting. We'll, we'll dig into the storylines, you know? Yep. Nice family. Your story. work is cut out for you this week. Jackson Dart from Utah, about an hour down the way from Provo. You know, there we go. I'm selling it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with you. I would buy that story. I would watch any game you cover, really, Stormy. You always have great stuff on there. I do. I always pop up and I'm like in there. I'm like, look, it's Stormy. So oh, you do a great job. You're very sweet. Thank you. I, <laughs> I try really hard. Well, we're going to watch. We're going to watch this weekend. Uh, I don't know who I'm speaking for because this is a tough one, Stormy. It's a tough one to watch. But uh, we're really glad that you're able to come on and talk about it, obviously. And hopefully, you know, for just USC's morale's sake, they don't get um, spanked too hard here. Uh, but I, give it up. Thank you. Yeah, I would prefer it to be a close game, too. That makes it more fun. Usually <laughs> coaches are more emphatic on the sideline. It would be good for me, too. So let's have a good game. Uh, we'll make it fun. We'll make it fun. Yeah. I. The only reason I was looking at it under here is I'm like, maybe – uh, the Cougars just blow them out, and the SC just can't score on them. But I don't even know if that's the case for the for the Cougars either. So maybe it, it makes sense for this total to be as high as it is. And maybe you're in for a great game. So we hope that for you. Bless your soul. <laughs> uh, thank you to Stormy Bonatoni. You can find her on VEASAN. She's everywhere. She's host of My Guys in the Desert. And again, on the sidelines for ESPN this weekend, BYU at USC. Thank you, Stormy. Thank you. All right, coming up. What are we going to talk about? How about UCLA basketball? They're back in action on Saturday versus UNLV. That's next on the Los Angeles City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Welcome back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. College basketball is in full swing. By the way, USC men's basketball 4-0 as well. Haven't really played anybody yet. 
but I wanted to mention it. Before I start talking more about UCLA basketball, UCLA is still 9-1 to to win the title, but so is Purdue now. And Gonzaga, the firm favorite at plus 355. That's all on Bet Rivers right now. And now UCLA gets to kind of have a little bit easier of a game, if you will. Easier than playing the number one team in the nation, the Gonzaga, uh, as they head to face the UNLV Rebels. Uh, so UCLA 5-1, and 3-3 three and three against the spread. UNLV 4-2 and two and 1-4 and four against the spread. So interesting. Getting it done straight up, but not against the spread. That's interesting. Uh, and their most recent game, too, I believe, was versus the uh, Whittier Grand Poets or something of that nature. They blew them out. So maybe it's their turn to get blown out now by UCLA. Uh, UNLV has actually only played a ranked team once this season. They lost. That was about last week or so versus Michigan. And UCLA on the other side, of course, just suffered that rough loss to number one Gonzaga on Tuesday. That was 83 to 63 loss. I don't think that score tells you how bad it was. It was UCLA couldn't buy a bucket in the first half, really. Uh, and that just speaks to that Gonzaga's defense, but also especially because of how prolific UCLA's offense has been so far. But also UCLA needs to figure out the defensive side of things and, and tighten those things up, obviously. So as I alluded to, UCLA's offense has been firing on all cylinders. Three players averaging 14 or more points. This is a mess of Jays. Get a load of this. It's Jaime Hawkes Jr. There's three off the bat. Johnny Juzang. Let's add another two. And Jules. Bernard. Okay, so he kind of messes up the J thing. But Jaime, Johnny, and Jules, 14 or more points. Johnny obviously averaging the most. Uh, Jules, I believe, hitting that 14 mark. That's great for UCLA. They can kind of spread it around there. Tiger Campbell also has been great from three, or at least we thought so. He was 0-6 in that Bellarmine game before Gonzaga. He was shooting about 60% leading up to that game. That is just such a steep drop-off for him. And then didn't shoot well, really, versus Gonzaga either. One of three. So in this game, I'm looking for Tiger to kind of bounce back from that, especially as it pertains behind the arc. But I do love his ball handling. Um, that's been impeccable for him. Still no Cody Riley for the Bruins, I believe. Out with a sprained knee. I was at the game when that happened. And man, he yelled out so hard. I think his knee bumped with another player's knee. Bumped makes it sound like it was like a little baby. Like, oh, bumped his head. Oh, give it a kiss. No. Like, they really banged knees pretty hard. Uh, and whenever a player yells out like that, I'm more concerned, obviously. Uh, but I think it was more of a shock. More of a, like, initially hurt because he is dealing with a sprain. Hopefully, you know. As far as I know, as far as we know, nothing torn or anything, but almost worse, right? Because then it's just pretty much rust and, uh, not rust, well, getting rusty, right? But rest and ice for Cody. Still no Cody. Why would you bring him back for this game? Let him come back from Vegas. I was going to say refreshed, which no one has ever come back from Las Vegas refreshed in the history of its existence. Something else in this game, obviously playing just a less tough opponent, I'm going to say, to be kind. I want to see more David Singleton. He's shooting 60% from three right now, nine of 15. And he was one of one versus Gonzaga. He hits him when he needs to. I want to see more David Singleton. And I'm hoping we get to see, obviously, more freshman Jalen Clark. Uh, or not freshman Jalen Clark, uh, but more of Jalen Clark. Uh, his defense has been so necessary for this team so far. And that's kind of the example that needs to be set for these other players on this team. So we should see more of him in this game as well. Uh, and Peyton Watson, that's what I was thinking of. Freshman Peyton Watson, of course, we'll see more of him. Great to see him get a little bit more reps. And I'm sure that everybody on that team is upset about how that Gonzaga game went. And hopefully, 
if that's a situation that they find themselves in again in March, then they are able to handle it differently. Meanwhile, for the Rebels, UNLV, Bryce Hamilton averaging 15.8 points. Royce Ham Jr. averaging 8.3 points and 11.7 rebounds per game. That's about it for them. I think they're going to struggle on the offensive side of things, which makes me think I don't know the number off the top for this just yet. I don't see it up yet, but I would lean towards an under. We'll see what the actual number ends up being. Uh, and plus, their defense has been pretty great as well. Another thing that lends itself to an under. Rebels defense has held opposing offenses to a field goal percentage of under 37%, the 29th lowest mark actually in Division One. On the other side of things, UCLA has allowed opponents to shoot 45% through six games. But keep in mind, they did just play Gonzaga, who shot the freaking lights out, and Villanova before that. So... Oh, and also a Long Beach State team. They were really offensively minded as well. So don't read too much into that. I like the under. Uh, not knowing what the number is just yet. Also, UNLV, I don't know if you guys believe in this kind of thing. We actually have a guy on VSIN named Wes Reynolds, who is one of my absolute favorite people and handicappers in this space. And he always talks about off-field things as well. Like he includes them in like, it's not that he puts it into his handicap as a reason to bet or not bet something, but I just love that Wes is basically an encyclopedia of everything. Pop culture, any given sport, any given day, he can give you a reference. And so he's on all all over VEASAN shows. I find him pretty much, I don't know, you have to check the lineup. He's in everything. But anyways, he always has these kind of background stories. He knows what's going on with uh, the players or golfers or what have you. So I felt like Wes a little bit with this little nugget. UNLV basketball coach Kevin Kruger... Uh, Wednesday after their win, he announced that his wife Allison gave birth Monday to their second daughter. So if you think the coach is going to be a little bit more tired because of that, maybe uh, that's something it's not. Don't factor that in at all. But congrats to the coach on that. And hopefully uh, he hasn't been <laughs> having any sleepless nights. He's been letting some other people help him out with that. All in all, shouldn't be a particularly difficult game for the Bruins, but I would expect them to come out pretty fired up, angry. Uh, they're going to have that defense tightened up. You better believe it after I'm sure they got a talking to from Mick, Coach McCronin, head coach McCronin, after that loss to the Zags. So, yeah, I would look at a lower scoring game here and uh, hopefully a good little bounce back spot for the Bruins. Thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As I mentioned at the top, if you could, you know, follow the pod, leave a rating, tweet, whatever you want to do. And feel free to tweet at me, as always, at Danielle Alvari. I'll be back for more fun and games on Monday. So come on back for more of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.